0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 20 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, presented by Equestrian Life, exclusive coverage of the world of dressage. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com and Kentucky Performance Products. They can be found online at kppusa.com. This is Chris
2: Stafford in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Debbie McDonald, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show presented by Equestrian Life.
1: Well, hi, Debbie. Good to have you back again. Thank you. It's good to be back. And tell us where exactly you you are, because when we spoke uh, this week, you had been subjected to an enormous downfall of snow, and it's only October, Debbie. So you have to explain to everybody where you are.
2: Well, I'm in Idaho, um, up in Sun Valley, Idaho, and in the 25 years that I've lived here, I would have to say I've never experienced such a, a snowstorm this time of year. It, uh, it took everybody by surprise. It got extremely cold, and then we ended up having a winter storm warning with six inches of snow, the problem being that um, a lot of rain came before the six inches, and so everything was saturated, and then came the six inches of heavy snow, and a lot of the trees were down. We had power outages, and my poor horses that are out in the pastures that live out there were not prepared coat-wise for it. So we had to um, actually bring most of them, as many as we could, into the barn, dry them off, blanket them. Some we kept in the barn for that night. I mean, it was just it was awful. I couldn't believe it was happening already so early. <laughs> that's way too early. I hope that's not an
1: indication of what kind of winter you're heading into, Deb.
2: Oh, me too. Me oh. too. I just don't like them that well anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you have? Ice? Was it freezing? Well, we had a little bit of ice um, for sure. I mean, but they they do take good care of the roads. Although, even though it took everybody by surprise, it seemed to be just warm enough. That the roads didn't get too treacherous. It was just more a mess than anything. More a
1: mess and inconvenience. Well, how many horses do you have at home right now, Debbie?
2: Uh there's probably we have probably twenty two on the property at the moment.
1: Wow. Well, well, that's a lot of horses to catch a cold in October.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say outside we probably have about eight. So but that's still a lot to try to get in and dried off and warm and <laughs>
1: yes
2: you know but but they're all fine they're happy um everybody's happy right now
1: well well good well hopefully that you know this isn't an indication of what's to come and uh, we don't want any more stories like that from you for a few weeks at least get it right into the winter before you have your serious snow right
2: that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> all right, dear, well, we're in for a great show this week. Um, I talked to Isabel Veth, and uh, she shares with us a, a, her account of all kinds of things. You know, she's
2: just a couple of weeks off giving birth to her first child. Oh, my gosh. Boy, <laughs> time flies. It just doesn't seem that long ago I, I read that she was pregnant.
1: I know, you know, there's something in the air in Germany, because Meredith Michaels Bierbaum, she's also expecting her first child, too, so it's a, it's a trend with riders in Germany right
2: now. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, we had a great conversation, and we talked about uh, the imminent birth of her first child, and uh, uh, a number of other things, so, um, you know, we're looking forward to, to, to uh, sharing that with you all today, so... Uh, that's a great interview. But before we get into that, um, we we want to talk about uh, our news this week. And um, it was just uh, just in the last few days we heard from uh, the IOC that the uh, 2016 Olympics is going to Rio de Janeiro, Debbie. Um, that is got to be a good thing for South America.
2: I, you know, I guess so. I after it was brought to my attention that it had never been in that area then i thought that that was you know they had a very strong case i was a little bit sad that it wasn't here because it always is nice to have things closer to home (laughs) because it seems like we're we're the ones that always seem to have to travel so far but it is it does seem fair and it does seem right that they do have an opportunity to um be involved for sure
1: I think so too. You know, since they've never had it down there before, and uh, I think they had a pretty good case. But I was very surprised. I was following the voting, and uh, it was via uh, via video uh, coverage online at the IOC's website last week, and uh, that that Chicago actually uh, was eliminated after the first round of voting. And I thought it was going to be down to you know nail biting between finish between Rio and Chicago. But uh, I too, that was a surprise.
2: I didn't even know that till right now when you just said that. I had no idea what uh, what other um, countries were up at the end. Uh, Madrid and Tokyo. So uh, Chicago went
1: out in the first round. Tokyo went out in the second round. So it was down to Madrid and Rio. And we had oh. to wait another hour before uh, Jacques Rogge, the president of the IOC, announced that. And... Uh, I, it was a real real surprise, I think to a lot of people and it 's been interesting following you know the political commentators on this uh, because they all had their take you know since uh, President Obama took off to uh, Copenhagen to present the case for uh, for uh, Chicago hosting the Games alongside with the, f- the First Lady. So there was an awful lot of uh, conversation going on around that as to whether that was a good thing or a bad thing and whether it was a dead cert that we would get the Games here or not. And, uh, uh, you, you know, politics are a funny thing, aren't they? And I, But I think at the end of the day, probably sport won over here, and I think it's fair that uh, it, goes into, it goes to another part of the world. It is the Olympics after all.
2: I agree. I agree. I think it would, you know, and I'm sure that knowing that they haven't had it, and you know, they're really going to be looked at. I think they're probably going to do a fabulous job. And interestingly you now we, you know, we're used
1: to the Brazilians fielding a very strong um, dressage team and and uh, and jumping team, um, mm-hmm. uh, but but not so much with the Aventas. So it will be interesting to see um, who they field for the World Equestrian Games next year, Deb.
2: Yeah, that is going to be interesting. I think the whole process of the World Equestrian Games are going to be a little interesting for next year. Uh,
1: and and nobody's making any predictions right now, except uh, uh, I did talk to Isabel about this as well, so we will be interesting to hear what she has to say. Oh, uh, wow. But you've got some uh, great Olympic stories to tell. Are you going to share any of your Olympic experiences with us? Any Anything that, you know, when you think back on your Olympic uh, uh, times, and, and those, those special moments, Deb, what comes to mind?
2: I would say, you know, one of the things that I kind of remember and, and actually some of the most fond times that I've had is, is, uh, actually, you know, getting, getting to do things with teammates that you normally wouldn't do. Um, and really building some strong relationships for the future. You know, it's, it's more about, the travel and the journey, then it really is about um, going down the center line. I mean, yes, we all it, don't take that the wrong way. That's a very big, important part of it. But I think at the end of the day, when when your journey's over, it's those memories that you're going to remember, and um, and the the people you meet along the way that make things so special. And little stories that you have to tell. I mean, I I keep I've told this story before because I found it so humorous that when we were in Athens, um, I don't know if you knew, but they had um, put several dogs down before the games because they were so overrun with stray animals, and so they did put several dogs down. And they had rented the team had rented for us what they called a Greek mansion, which was a house that was. <laughs> Many many stories high, um, just very couple little bathrooms and huge kitchen. It was quite bizarre, but nevertheless, um, you know we had our teen doctor with us, and and it was quite quiet out um, a couple of the evenings, and then but we didn't ever attribute it to any special night. And mind you, we were spending the um, the time at the house with the show jumping team as well as part at the eventing team, and then um, it came to our time to compete and you know the nights in between were just the the dogs just barking all the time you could hardly sleep and it was hot there was no air conditioning so the you know windows had to be open and fans going and it wasn't called to my attention till later that um that they actually they somebody mentioned did you notice how quiet was the other night and we all looked at each other and we said yeah it was kind of quiet I wonder why you know and then somebody had had you know, confess that I guess our team doctor was going around and, and throwing some um, hamburger around that had some little sleeping pills in them (laughs) so that we could all get good night's sleep before the competition. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, You walk away with so many funny and fun stories. And, and um, I think that's what's so special about those team events, you know, and getting to see the world and, it's just, you know, those are things that uh, you have many stories to remember the rest of your life.
1: Absolutely. And I, and, and as you pointed out right there at the, at the top of that story, Debbie, it is about... The t- the t- the whole crew isn't it, and it's how you know so yeah. few of you. When you look at how many people get on a team in their lives, it's it really is the top of the pyramid. And for the rest of the people out there that are competing at uh, all levels of the sport, they don't experience that. I mean, that is that is a privilege to experience that team and and, and, and understand the fabric of what is, what is made what makes up um, fielding an international team to travel.
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's so many people involved in it that make it happen, you know, and not only does every rider have their their team behind them, but then you take our team itself, the USEF and USCT and what it takes for them to actually be able to put this whole thing together and and the thought and the, you know, planning, it just it, it's unbelievable what these people do for us you know, to make it happen and all go smoothly. There's so much involved.
1: Well, you mentioned all these people that make it happen for you. And I know you have one special groom in Reuben. And don't you have a story to tell us about Reuben and the the nominations that, uh, well, it wasn't a nomination, it was recognition. And I know that you put out a word to to have Reuben's (laughs) efforts recognized.
2: Well, apparently um, it was Called to my attention that he was nominated for the FEI Groom of the Year, and um, so I didn't know what that entailed. But I just kept telling everybody on my Facebook page that anybody that knows Reuben knows that he literally would die for Brentina or for any of his horses that he grooms. I mean, if if there was a threat, he'd be right there, you know. Yes. And I just, you know, the career that he had with that mare and um, and just knowing his dedication and his hard work and his attitude always so upbeat. And there's nobody that ever has been around him that said a bad word. That's a, that says a lot when they spend a lot of time together. And, um, anyway, so I, I did find out that it's voted on, I guess, by a committee, a group of people, but the more nominations that come in, then that's better for him. And I don't even really know when this is to be voted on, but, um, Anybody out there? If you hear, if you know, if you know Ruben and know how dedicated he is, uh, I guess it's on the FEI website. So, but I, I'm, I'm hoping for him. But I, like I told him, it's such an honor to even be recognized. Yes. That there's so many wonderful grooms that have never even been nominated for something like this. So he he feels pretty excited about it.
1: Well, that's terrific. Now, now, where is Ruben now? what and does does does
2: is he still grooming for you right oh yes yes very much um he's he's our head guy you know he's planning on doing all the europe trips with adrian now and um yeah it's he's still very much part of it and he still treats mama like she's going down center <laughs> line at the olympics so. <laughs> it's pretty cute to watch i have to say oh
1: that's great well that's a great story <laughs> Well, then we would just have one more item of news this week, and uh, that's that comes out of a, a sale that was held at the the old Oldenburger um, sales um, just a couple of weeks ago. Don Premio, the 20, 2009 state champion of Oldenburg of Rusted, was sold at the auction uh, for what was uh, around $736,000. That is enormous. That's a big sum of money, isn't it?
2: It sure is.
1: The, the 2006 gelding by Don Primero out of a was sold to Denmark at the auction in which uh, 45 horses were sold to buyers from a dozen nations, including nine to the US and Canada and one to Japan. Uh, So that's a big chunk of change there, but also Rick Silvia's Starlight, the 2000 Sandro Hit Stallion, who was a champion at uh, Dressage of Devon last year, fetched the second highest price uh, of about $248,000, and that horse was sold to a German buyer. Another big purse there, the the auction itself bought in a total of around $2.8 million. So a, a lot of money changing hands over there for these horses, Debbie.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a huge figure, especially in today's economy. It's uh, it certainly is. Yes, it sh- it just shows that
1: uh, you know that it, the horse world may not be recession proof, but it certainly uh, is managing to survive quite healthily uh, despite the economic downturn.
2: Yeah. Well, it definitely looks to be that way when you see those figures.
1: Well, we're going to take a short break here, and when we come back, uh, we're going to hear from our guests this week, so stay tuned.
0: It is fantastic to have our friends at Equestrian Life as the title sponsors for the Dressage Radio Show. If you have not been to Equestrian Life yet, you need to go. In addition to being the official social community for the Horse Radio Network, it is one of the fastest growing horse communities on the internet. It is truly the Facebook for horse people. The goal of equestrianlife.com is to bring equestrians together and to provide them with the breadth and depth of information and tools they need to learn and connect with other horse lovers who share the same passion. Equestrianlife.com is a fun, inviting website that strives to provide its members with a world-class experience that fosters the expression of all the ways people enjoy their horses and the people who are part of the horse world. Equestrianlife.com social media platform provides users with cutting edge applications and tools such as people in horse profiles, social Q&A, status updates, messaging, photo uploading, groups, comments, blogs, expert high definition videos, directories, birthday reminders, alerts, messaging, and on and on and on. In addition to their partnership with the Horse Radio Network. This community is designed by horse people for horse people and is filled with educational and entertaining video and audio all about our horses. Ride on over to Equestrian Life today. Sign up for free and tell all of your friends. If you love horses, EquestrianLife.com is the place to be. Well, thanks again
1: to our sponsors, Equestrian Life. Of course, they are the official social network of the Horse Radio Network, so please check them out at equestrianlife.com. Well, we're going to listen to our uh, chat with um, Isabel Worth, our uh, featured guest of the show this week, and it was an absolute privilege to sit down with uh, Isabel and hear what she's getting up to these days. As she, uh, Obviously, she's been sidelined for a while, and not least of all, as she gets ready to give birth to her first child. And... Uh, So that she shared with us all kinds of stories, so we're really looking forward to sharing that with you. So uh, I don't think Isabel needs any introduction from me about her accomplishments. Do you think so, Debbie?
2: I don't think so. I wanted to ask you, do you know if she's having a boy or a girl? Ah, you'll have to wait to listen to the story. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to cough it up, huh? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, let's
1: hear what Isabel has to say. Well, Isabel, welcome to the Dressage Radio Show, and thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Fine, thank you, and welcome to everybody. Thank you. Well, it's very nice of you to, to spend some time with us, because as we record this show, Isabel, you just have a few short weeks before the baby arrives, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is the due date, Isabel?
3: It's uh, the beginning of November, beginning. so... End of October, but no, the normally it's the 1st of uh, November.
1: And do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's no secret anymore because, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's around, it will uh, be a boy.
1: It will be boy. Oh, well, wonderful. And do you have a name ready for him? Yeah, that, but that's uh, that's, uh, that's a secret. <laughs> you have to have some news in a few weeks, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have enough news now, so it's uh, I'm uh, I'm happy to have no other news more.
1: Oh well, and tell us, has it all been going well? How was this your first uh, your first pregnancy? Was it all very easy for you? Yeah, it was uh, it was really a lucky pregnancy.
3: It was without any problems, and uh, uh, from the start and from the beginning uh, uh, till now, and uh, especially in the in a very hard time, um, I think uh, he's very uh, hard to take and uh, resistant. So <laughs> I, it's, it's uh, I hope a good sign for the future and for his future.
1: Oh, that's exciting. And and so were you riding up until recently? Do you still sit on a horse?
3: Yeah, but just a few rounds walk and just a bit for my, uh, few rounds trot for my heart and for my, yeah, for myself. And, and uh, most of the time, I of course, I sit in the corner and uh, teach my team and uh, look the horses. And uh, so it's another point of view, but it's really interesting for me as well to see... Um, uh, the horses now from the ground and, and, uh, to see, um, yeah, what they, what has to become better and to, to improve the horses, the team, the, my riders. And so that's, it's, it's a good time, uh, but of course I'm uh, happy to come back to, uh, on the, on the, on the horse again.
1: Well, I'm sure just to set the scene, Isabel, for our listeners around the world. Um, obviously, you're based in Germany. Describe, if you would, exactly your your um, your setting there, your home, and your, uh, your business establishment there, and what part of Germany you're in.
3: So we are in the yeah in the west of Germany and uh, near Düsseldorf, forty kilometers away from Düsseldorf, uh, close to the border of uh, to 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 Netherland. Netherlands. Uh, so it's. Uh, yeah it's, uh, it's um, um this this region here is uh, full of uh, horses and stables I think uh and um and here I'm uh, I I came back 6 years ago uh, to the farm of my parents and uh, um and uh, we built up a uh, stable here uh, and uh, I yeah I was growing um, growing up here with with uh, on a normal farm, uh, my parents' farm, and with was, was, yeah, with all animals you can imagine on a farm, and uh, and horses were there as well. So um, I uh, started with uh, with with horses uh, as a child, and uh, and then uh, I started by Dr. Shulmbauma, uh and uh, was there for yeah. 16, 16 years, and uh, and then I started my own stable in uh, 2003. In between, I was two years by um, Madeleine Winter-Schulze, my mécène. I don't know exactly the, the English word, but uh, she's, she's really my f- yeah friend, family, sponsor, everything together, the owner of uh, all the... Horses uh, I ride in, 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 in sport, and and uh, and then when um, yeah uh, the day we were we are finished here and 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 we uh, were prepared I came back to to my parents farm and so I, I'm here now since 6 years and uh, we started our own business and yeah it's uh, it's we are really
1: happy here at home and and uh, everything works quite good well of course everyone knows you as being the dressage rider but uh, I know that somewhere back in your childhood you were very very keen on jumping and eventing. So was <laughs> was that difficult to leave that all behind or do you still have like a you know the this sort of well you want to go and jump something or do you still do that when you can?
3: No, I think it it was a bit like a normal rider in all the uh, the riding clubs uh, around the world. Uh, I started with a pony, and well, pony was funny. And and it, I started with little competitions in, in dressage and jumping, and later on a bit in uh, in eventing. And it depended, uh, depend was depending on the on the horses I I uh, could ride. And um, yeah, so it was a mixture of everything. And I think I think it gave me a very uh, good basic, uh, and uh, that was. Uh, really important uh, for for my whole riding. Um, so the basic was with was, was, was all dif- disciplines, and uh, I had uh, the chance to ride a lot of different horses. So that was, I think, uh, really helpful as well. But always my favorite was dressage. I don't know why, but I was Always fascinated from the kind of moving and to uh, to improve the 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 moving of of horses and to feel uh, one uh, once with uh, how do you say uh, together with the horse and 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 as one person with the horse um, and um, yeah and um, then when I got the chance to to start with Dr Sharmama and to it was just. You know, the first idea was just to see there to learn. His uh, his own children uh, were riding still at that time, and uh, so it was just uh, the opportunity uh, to see how how it works in such a big and successful stable. And then it came uh, step by step that I could start with uh, with uh, successful horses, with Madras, with Weingart, and. And, and then I got Gigolo as a, as a young horse, and so the story um, uh, started, and, uh, but it was not planned. It was uh, a great chance, and uh, yeah, we could, we could use the chance, and, um, and it, it was my dream to, to come up uh, in dressage.
1: Well, we reported just last week, uh, Isabel, of the passing of Gigolo. You know, a wonderful partner for you for so many years, amazing yes. successes. Uh, a very sad time for you to lose him.
3: That's right. He was 20 years' uh, partner in my life, and um, uh, it was a very close uh, partnership because uh, we started together and um and then yeah nearly ten years a bit more than 9 years he was uh, after his career he was uh, in the field he was retired and 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 uh, you know it was i was just proud to have him here and to to uh, to take care of him and um it i'm so thankful uh, to have yeah to 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 at this time was such a great horse and um yeah it it, it was this horse was more than uh, uh than a successful and maybe the most successful dressage horse uh, after the war but this was yeah this was a special relationship and it's a bit like a yeah a bit it's difficult to say but maybe a bit like a human uh, uh relationship it's, uh, it was um yeah, a long, long term.
1: It, it, it really was. And, uh, you know, he gave you so much, but, you know, wonderful memories. Are there anything any with your relationship with him that really stand out as very special? I mean, there must have been so many special moments. But any little things that you, when you think of Gigolo, you know, that's that's what comes to mind. Um, yeah, like you
3: said, I had uh, really a lot of special moments uh the, the first special moment was when i was uh testing him because he was owned by um the the son of dr Schoenbaumer first before we we got him and um when i tested him it was a bit it was a bit funny because he was really without muscles and then um and i was yeah i i, I sit on and i thought oh yeah okay let us see uh you really have to give me a good feeling uh when we uh should become friends you know because he was not the most beautiful horse of, uh, in the world uh, and and uh, so it was really special at the, the the first uh minutes on him and as soon he started to trot i felt home and this was my horse and we tested two horses and uh dr sharma gave me the chance to uh to decide which one and to choose and um, and it was no doubt it was Gigolo and yeah it was that was a uh, first second where I said this is my home here and um, yeah and uh, and then uh, uh, outstanding uh, time started and he was so clever and in in one year um, we got him when he was six and with seven he was uh, ready for Grand Prix uh, already um and um he, yeah he was the best young horse uh, Gomp- uh, the best young grand prix horse in germany and with eight he was european champion and so so it was really quick and and straight and and easy and um yeah because of this uh, really outstanding horse
1: you know, and it's interesting how the timing, is about. you know, you lose one very important partner in your life, like Gigolo, and then another door opens and you're about to, you know, have have your own child for the first time. One door closes, another one opens. That's, um,
3: that's really life, and um, uh, this year is really special because uh, with with a lot of doors closing and open opening and um, it's yeah it's, it, it's a, it it was really a special moment uh, and a very hard moment uh, to decide uh, but um, uh, at the end it was just necessary and a bit uh, my uh how do you say my duty to him um and uh yeah so then because of that at the end uh, it was the right way and the right uh, decision uh, and the right time and uh, and now um i uh, yeah i'm really excited and 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 and, and happy to uh, to wait for my baby and um yeah to see uh, another um yeah, there's a, there's a new thing in my life, a new new uh, human in my life uh, coming soon. And so that's, that's another uh, yeah, special
1: and outstanding uh, moment. Well, it is, but we shouldn't forget, of course, your other two big boys there in the barn Sachmo and Varomnicht. Uh, yeah. So, what are they doing at this time, Isabel? How have they been spending these past few months?
3: <laughs> no, they are they are fit and 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 in a, and a good way. And um, Sachmo is the one uh, I ride uh, still a few rounds, and uh, Don Johnson. But Hannes is a bit uh, too dangerous at the
0: moment, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he's so uh, uh, I, uh, sorry, I uh, do not ride him uh, uh, anymore. But. Um, um, and Here, and my team is uh, riding and training uh, the the horses, um, and um, yeah, it's 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 fun to to see, and I really enjoy um, uh, day by day to to help them to improve, and I think it's good uh, for for them all. Uh, for me to see, I learn a lot to see the horses from the ground, and um, and uh, I think my team is uh, improving a lot because they. They learn a lot from these horses, uh, and, uh, yeah, and the horses are fit and, and, and relaxed. So it's, it's good for the whole time. I think it's good to, to come back and, um, and, uh, on one hand to wait for the baby and on, on the other hand to, uh, um, yeah, to, uh, come over my doping case and, uh, to come through this, uh, really awful situation. Uh, and, um, it was, uh yeah never i, I i've uh, expected that i would come in such a situation but um yeah that's the, it happened and uh, it happened because of uh, uh yeah um misinformation of uh, of uh, my my web but uh, he, yeah, he he felt uh, awful as well. So we have to come through this, and uh, it was not a typical uh, doping case. But uh, yeah, it's always difficult uh, then to explain or that people believe uh, in you still and believe in the in the case instead of, um, especially in in, in Germany. Uh, there was a, a big mess and a big discussion and um, and my federation was not really helpful for me but uh, okay that that was a very special uh, experience I made the last uh, uh, months uh, and I really hope that uh, I can uh, uh, come through it uh, stronger than before.
1: And, and as you mentioned, you know, the German suspension was, of course, longer than the FEI suspension. <coughs> so I think a surprise to many people, Isabel, including yourself. Uh, this
3: suspension is, um, is just something for the media. Uh, it doesn't mean um, that uh, I can't write. Uh, so I can, th- theoret- how do you say, so, uh, normally I could start uh, with come it with, uh, with shows uh at the end of the year uh, again but of course of the baby it will uh, i will uh, take more time uh, to to come back but uh, and to to come back to competitions mm-hmm. but uh, we had a, a lot of uh, uh, pressure here from from the media and um, i think they uh, they had the feeling uh, to make an example with me uh because uh there were no reason uh for it and um and to go um um to to go over the suspension from the FEI and um yeah. Uh but that's it and uh that was one uh very bad experience I made. Uh that you have a lot of uh friends uh, when uh, when it works well and when uh, when you're successful. And uh, more than 20 years I'm in the international sport and I don't know how many doping uh, controls uh, I made with uh, so many different kind of horses and whispers and super horse. And uh, we just tried to um, to um, to help him in with the shivering syndrome and uh, with, uh, with the problems because of that. And it doesn't mean that, uh, he couldn't, uh, uh, move or, or work or comp- uh, compete. He really liked, loves to, to move and, um, and always I thought it's, it's our, um, our goal and our challenge, uh, to make, uh, horses, uh, better with riding. And of course, if there are a healthy problem, uh, to, to try to make it as, as, as uh, best as possible um and uh there's nothing uh um it doesn't mean um anything uh with 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 doping it's it's a it's a it's a veterinarian uh part and uh, dr Steele is a very good um uh maybe one of the best uh uh wets and uh, i think he's well known in, in in the states as well and um uh so yeah what should i say more he, there was a mistake he made but uh it was um, yeah it was no no plan at that moment to to compete him in that show it was a bit more um um uh, how do you say what's zufall it was a bit uh, a lucky situation at the end, it was unlucky. Uh, but uh, another horse was was injured two days before, so because of that, we took him to the show. So it was it was really nothing planned, uh, and because of that, it was not uh, um, uh, doping. But it's always when you when you have such a situation, you are, you have to defend, and to defend, it's always a bad position.
1: And uh, of course, as the German chef to keep Klaus Roser said, he believes that you'll be available again for the team in time for Tio Aachen and, and the World Equestrian Games, and we're looking forward to that, Isabel, because uh, while while you've been uh, relaxing there, getting ready for the baby, there's some, been some incredible world records being broken. So you must have been sitting on the sideline there, watching this happening, and uh, very interesting viewing for you too—a different perspective. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's right. It was uh, interesting uh, to see this, and uh, at uh, yeah, at what. Uh, 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 was doing a, a great job and uh, and uh, I think uh, Adelinde as well uh, it's a special um, yeah it, it, it was special to see and I think it's a new style and we see uh, how it will go on uh, uh, like this and it was exciting to see um, yeah and um, but it, it was a time and, and now with uh, in During my pregnancy, it was a bit um, uh, it was interesting to si- to sit there uh, quite relaxed and to see okay let 's see what what happens and uh, so we see how it goes on next year and uh, I think it uh, becomes very very exciting for the uh, for the uh, world championships. Especially then with, uh, with, uh, Stefan and, uh, with, uh, uh, other Americans. So we see, um, um, how, uh, how the, the new style will go on.
1: And it's interesting, as you say, watching this uh, the sport evolve in these last uh, re- uh, few months. Even Isabel, how you know we've got some really good horses here, as you mentioned, and then with the the Dutch horses. But also interesting to watch the European Championships and the emergence <coughs> of the British uh, horse and rider combinations. There, there's something that's. Fairly new to the international dressage scene. I mean, as, as you will recall, not that many years ago, the Russians were very prominent in the sport and more Eastern Europeans. And now we've got the emergence of, of uh, America, of course, but, but England. That was interesting to watch, wasn't it, the British riders?
3: Um, you know, to, to see the the the, the British, I, I really expected that the British riders... Uh, uh, would become uh, very um, dangerous for the German team and really um, close to the to the top uh, and uh, Laura made a really really great job the whole uh, season uh, because this horse is super, and um, that this horse uh, is super. Uh, I think we 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 know since years, uh, but now since a long long time, and maybe yeah, especially the last year or the last twelve months, uh, she could show the horse in a really constant uh, way, and uh, so I was uh, for me, I, I I I was yeah, I I I, th- I thought that uh, she would become an individual medal, and um, that she. Uh, uh, would become really successful um, and um, and then with uh, with uh, uh, Emma uh, she really improved uh, the last month um, uh, as well with uh, with the horse and and very constant uh, before she was one competition she was good and then the next one was not as good and so it was not uh, as uh, safe uh, as she showed it the last month, and um I think they were really motivated uh to to uh, beat the germans and um uh, yeah and at the end, it was uh not a super result for us just to to be third uh and of course it was uh not really successful not to come home with an individual medal its the first time i i, I don't know how long it it i uh, since how long but uh yeah. Uh, that that's a spot and uh it i think it's uh it makes it very interesting and uh now the 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 british riders i think um they they uh there's a new generation and um it's, it's it becomes really interesting next year as well i think there's uh that it's, it's it's good for the for young riders now to, to to see it's possible it it can work and um, and uh, in Germany we discussed it yeah since since ten years that we need to become uh, better from the from the basic that uh, we have good riders good trainers good horses maybe the best basic uh, in the world but uh, that we need more combinations uh and um and and at the moment we miss uh, more good combinations and that's the reason why the other uh um yeah nations are more successful and we could get just uh, the the third place instead of first or second
1: and you mentioned the the bringing on the young riders and horses finding those combinations isabel and this is becoming so important everywhere as it becomes increasingly Competitive among the nations and opening up more to other nations, and not just that you know the, the regular uh, medal winners, so to speak. Um, and that I, I think is uh, we found over here in the states that we've we've developed these uh, nurtured young rider and talent programs, and and they did this very successfully in England, I believe, over the last uh, few years. Uh, and there's something I'm sure that you're involved with. You obviously you have your own students and you're all about looking for new talent new combinations
2: I have
3: uh, two um uh two, three uh, uh, young students uh, I try to uh, support and um, and uh, to to bring up and uh, and then I have um, an Australian uh, rider with with Hayley my Breiter uh, uh, she she was uh, really successful last season and so we try our own, uh, uh, thing here and our own business to, uh, to develop and to, uh, to grow up and to, um, to grow up as a very successful team. And, um, because, uh, it's always, I think, a uh, reason of, um, um, of more private um, engagement instead of a, a federation thing in Germany, the Dutch, the the um, maybe I, I don't know exactly how it works in in, in England and uh, in the states, but I think uh, the Dutch uh, are the best uh, example um, of um, yeah a whole. Uh, marketing, uh, um, tool, uh, they, they made with, uh, with the young riders. And, um, now they, they are really successful and I think they have a really wide basic, uh, now on not only two, three good riders, uh, they have, uh, yeah. Uh, five, six, and seven good riders and horses, um, and um, that means uh, that uh, if there's a combination not in 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 the as as fit as as necessary, there's another there's competition, you know, in the in in this uh, country now uh, to to come in the team. Uh, this was, uh, I think, the the big German advantage uh, a few years ago. Uh, but we missed uh, the moment to um, maybe the other ones were more hungry than the Germans. And uh, I think this is a reason why um, um, now the the uh, distance of uh, all the, yeah, the different uh, countries and nations become closer and closer. And that's a good competition. But, of course, you can imagine that...
1: Um, Uh, I feel a bit uh, sorry for Germany. Well, uh, absolutely, we would understand that. Uh, But from watching these uh, teams and riders compete this year, which of those would, would you think, which nations are going to be the biggest threat to you when the World Equestrian Games comes around next year, Isabel? Any predictions? I think there are four or five teams uh, really <coughs> really strong um there's, uh,
3: there are, of course uh, the dutch the americans uh, the um uh, the 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 english team maybe the english team uh, uh is in the second position at the moment um we see uh, what what happens uh, next to Stefan uh, next year uh, in this team, and uh, then the Danish team, uh, the Swedish team, uh, and uh, I hope the Germans.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that you know that it's going to be very, very exciting when when we do get to Kentucky here next year, um, a very exciting competition. But in the meantime, a lot of work for you to get back into the saddle and be fit and get getting those horses fit uh, for selection, Isabel, what would your plans be? How soon do you expect to be riding again after you have the baby? I
3: don't know exactly we will see uh, when I can uh, start um, I think it's too early to say uh, it can be in February or March or maybe it's in April or I don't know exactly we will see how it works with the baby and um first um this is uh, really the most important thing now and um and to be honest um, the German Federation uh, took a bit of my heart, and uh, it's not easy to to go back uh, to German shows for me.
1: Well, it'll be, it will be a very interesting time for you, and uh, and I'm sure, as you say, this is the most important thing for in your life now is to have the baby uh, successfully, and and uh, your Christmas is going to be very different now. Yeah that's right. <laughs> but uh I had a, I have a niece and a nephew and so I
3: I'm a bit used to have uh, uh children around. um so it's um it's not totally different but of course with an own uh, baby it's uh, yeah it's special and uh, I'm really uh happy to look forward to for it.
1: But we have to wonder if you've been riding uh, up until very recently when this little boy is born, if he will be a natural rider because he's so used to the rhythm of the horse.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We were joking. We said that when there's there are just two two uh possibilities never again he will he will touch a horse <laughs> or he will be or he will be crazy for a horse for horses and for riding and um, and then it becomes difficult because when he wants to start with the first pony um now he 's used to have really good uh horses <laughs> and long reasonss uh, so um it will be become difficult to, um, to, uh, to find the right one I think <laughs>
1: well, I, well Isabel it's been so much fun talking to you and we really wish you the very best of luck just a few weeks to go before your first baby arrives and have the best time with him and, and your first Christmas holidays. And we very much look forward to seeing you back on the international scene and hopefully coming to Kentucky for the world equestrian games. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Thank you very much.
3: I, um, yeah, I'm, uh, really happy, uh, to to look forward. And, uh, and of course, uh, I'm really excited to see, uh, What's going on in Kentucky? I've heard that uh, it's, it's well prepared, and that uh, they are all really, um, yeah, uh, looking forward uh, to having the this show there, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it will become uh, uh, a very successful show, and we will try to uh, be part of it.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Isabel. And we will talk to you again, maybe in the new year when the baby's here and we can uh, actually call him by his name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Isabel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was a lot of fun talking to Isabel, Debbie. She, she really you know, has got a lot on her plate right now. And uh, I know she'll be coming back after uh, she gives birth um, to her son and as you heard she wasn't going to give away the name uh, uh, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it would be great to have her back when. Uh, and, and as we heard I, I, I've invited her to come back on the show when she's got used to motherhood and before she gets too busy preparing her horses for uh, a selection for the World Equestrian Game. so uh, it was a privilege to have her on the show
2: yeah for sure
1: all right. Well, we'll take another short break here. And When we come back, we're going to hear your training tip of the week, Debbie. So stay yep. tuned.
0: Over-supplementation can be a problem, and not every horse needs a supplement. But when they do, you can count on Kentucky Performance Products to provide scientifically formulated, research-proven products that target specific challenges facing your dressage horses. Developed to complement, not compete with a balanced diet. KPP supplements will enhance the well-being of your horse. Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. You know, dressage horses sweat. As they sweat, horses lose water and vital electrolytes. Summer Games Plus Electrolyte Paste mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying your horse with the exact amounts of electrolytes he needs. But what makes Summer Games Plus really unique is that it also contains Nalox Antacid. Nalox protects your horse's stomach from the negative effects of stress. This extra protection is especially important for horses exposed to stressful situations such as competition, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling. Summer Games Plus is packaged in an easy-to-use syringe, making administration fast and accurate, especially at shows. So when your horse is on the go, keep him at the top of his game with dual-action Summer Games Plus Electrolyte Paste. Brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com.
1: Well, thanks again to our sponsors, KPP USA. Please check them out at kppusa.com. Our, our value sponsors make this show possible. Well, Debbie, we're coming to your training tip of the week. So what do you, what do you have in store for us this week?
2: Well, I kept thinking, you know, we talk so much about the happy horse and uh, I thought it was maybe, you know, helpful for me to explain how I try to keep my horses happy. And that is, um, it gets pretty boring for them to do just work every day in the, the, you know, dressage court. So what I try to do is, you know, make sure that I try to mix it up for them and so they can have fun and look, look forward to being ridden instead of dreading it. And I see so many people out there just never taking a break and, you know, drilling, drilling, drilling. And it just um, breaks my heart. It's like, you know, you going to work and never getting a break. You know, it's just pretty soon you don't want to go to work. Um, And so, you know, I know there's a lot of areas that don't have access to either, you know, other arenas or a grass field or a track or anything like that. But it doesn't mean that you can't change it up in the ring itself. And that means, you know, don't just go start off and do your normal routine, but, you know, make it a little fun. Get up off your seat, you know, hand gallop a little bit and put put a little, you know, little poles on the ground if you don't want to jump them over a little jump. And um, just let them, you know, let them be a horse and kind of learn to have fun and laugh up there and um, I just strongly believe in that that 's a little bit of you know what i 'm about and trying to keep the horses happy and so that 's my little tip of the day is try to make them happy horses and and try to have fun with them as well as as just think about the show
1: yeah that uh, that mental freshness is so important isn 't it i mean there 's nothing worse than watching a horse get sour and and start to hang their head because they they are just sour. Uh, it, it It is as much mental as it is physical, isn't it?
2: It really is. Absolutely.
1: Well, that's a great Absolutely. tip, and I hope people will, will heed that, Debbie. Thank you so much for
2: that. Oh, no problem. And you can follow our show notes at www.dressageradio.com. Send us your feedback. Leave us a voicemail at 270-803-0025 The Dressage Radio Show has a fan page on Facebook, and there's a link to the page on our website. And you can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life and Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
1: Well, thanks for that, Debbie. And just to remind everybody, you know, if you have any messages for for Debbie as well as myself, you can email us at chris at com. If you have any suggestions for the show, if you have any uh, qu- questions about training, I'm sure Debbie would be delighted to help you out there. So just send those messages to me and I'll make sure Deb gets them and we'll discuss them on the show well debbie we're just about running out of time here this week it's been a joy to have you on again thank you so much for for being with us and sitting in that
2: co-host chair i hope you're still having fun oh i am it's a, it's a great time thank you for inviting me
1: oh you're welcome well we'll be back next week uh, with lisa wilcox who's our other co-host and uh, she and debbie are going to alternate each week so uh, we mix it up a little bit for you here and uh, so it's not too much for any one of them and uh, I will look forward to catching up with Lisa next week, and we'll be back with you in two weeks' time then, Debbie.
2: All right. Thanks a lot, Chris, for doing this. It's great to have it. Absolutely. Well, thanks to everybody,
1: and uh, we'll talk to you next week.